Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Funny Till It's Not Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Albanese, featuring two of my best friends, Spencer Ross and Devin Wilson, with special guests and brothers, Josh and Joey Leonard from the Pursuit of Infinity Podcast. You can find their podcast on the links provided. On this episode, we cover UFOs, our experiences with them, consciousness, and tech, along with much more. We're going to just get right into uh, talking about how everybody got into this subject. I'll... I'll go last. Um, I'm really interested in you, Joey. How did you get into UFOs and like possibly extraterrestrials and stuff like that? Um, honestly, I've just always been into it, but I think I've seen something before a UFO in when I was like 18. So after that, it ramped up a little bit. I got a little more curious. It was like. It was a pretty, you know, eye-opening experience. Because I, I was always interested, but I could mm-hmm. never actually know if it, you know, you always got to be skeptical. But what I saw, I can't explain. So I was like, okay, if I saw something, now I, I can, you know, think, start to understand that there's some validity to the subject. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into every everybody about that too. Like, if anybody's had their own individual experiences, I mean, that that was my next run into thing. Josh, what got you into UFOs and and the sort? Well, I always had like an interest in it and I've always sort of like followed it from afar, not really getting too invested in it, but after like just some eye opening and awakening experiences, not through like experiencing UFOs or anything of the nature, but like just psychedelic experiences, mind expansion sort of experiences sort of allowed me to understand that there's more to this thing than what meets the eye. And what that, really leads on. Yeah, and that most things are, are possible, or anything is possible, you know, and magic is real or something like that. So that, that experience kind of opened my mind to the possibility that there could be something out there, you know? That it's not just us. Yeah. It could be more. And it could be here. It could be in our minds. It could be anywhere. I believe that, too. Honestly, what about you, Spence? Whatever got you into that? Oh, probably just playing on the internet when I was a kid and like whatever I saw on Discovery Channels, even before they had Ancient Aliens, and then playing on and seeing videos, and then now half of them look fake, but just from the originals, and then what everyone's said on documentaries, I've just kind of looked into. I've never actually experienced one myself either, so. Really? Yeah, but like, oh, I obviously researched it online, and now I've gotten into it more, especially with seeing it as people who dropped us off and then they left eventually and they just had whatever technology that's ufos and we have now built on it but i've never really really done crazy research besides seeing playing on my phone and playing on the internet okay what about you dev whatever got you into ufos uh mostly just like you know like movies tv shows anything like that on the tv or whatever but um i've i've never actually experienced anything Really, besides, like, you know, random shit you see in the sky that just whizzes past real fast, and you're like, what the fuck is that? But, but have you have you experienced something like that before? Well, yeah, yeah, a couple times. Have you ever did it when you were out, like, deployed? Oh, no, not when I was deployed. You were more worried about oh, yeah. the hail fire <laughs> coming out more than, like, just something like that. So, I guess this rolls into my second thing, and that would, I guess, now only just come back to you because you've had experiences before, and I've had a... I've had a lot of experiences that I just can't explain, and if it was just me experiencing it, then I could be like, maybe I'm hallucinating, but every time I've experienced something, I've been like, 
sober as a bird, no alcohol, no smoking, no nothing. Uh, and the, the validity with me having somebody else there that also experienced it was a little bit like, okay, what I'm seeing is real. What, so what happened to you when you were 18? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's, I can also note that I, I saw something also when I was younger, like 12 or so, but it was like, I can't really know. It was something strange. So I was like looking over the skyline in Bethlehem and I seen like these three strange dots kind of just like in a formation. It was far and, it, but it was just something strange that I always noted. But, uh, is that when you were 12? Yeah, that was okay. when I was 12. But when I was 18, I had uh, a more convincing experience. So I was, at the time, living in a trailer park, and it was, it's basically in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing really around it. It's kind of, it's secluded. And so it was like 3.30 a.m. Um, on a Monday morning, like I had been up all night. I was sober though, I wasn't drinking or anything. I was like summer, so I was just awake. So I went out on my porch to smoke a cigarette and I had an iPod touch at the time. So I had put my headphones in and I listened to a song smoking a cigarette and then the song finished and I went to my iPod to switch the song. So it was just silent. And I'm looking down at, at the iPod, like looking for another song and I noticed it was like dead quiet outside. There was just dead quiet while I'm looking for this song. And then suddenly I heard a noise, like extremely loud. Like it was a crazy noise. It And it just, it made me jump and I looked up. And when I looked up about like even a hundred yards from me, there's like a, some, like a wooded area. There's like across the street, there's other trailers. And then behind that, there's some woods. So this looked like it was about a hundred yards away, maybe even less, but I see something rocket vertically, like up into the sky. And it was like, to me, it looked like a ball, maybe the size of like a big volleyball or something. It was so fast though. So I look, it rockets into the sky and it leaves like a trail behind that dissipated in, in seconds. It's just gone. But I saw the trail and I caught it like going up and I'm looking at it and I'm like, scared out of my mind because like it first it just got me with the jump scare it was like it seemed loud like to me I was like how didn't I mean it was 3 30 a.m. so everybody must have been in and asleep I assume it was just like dead quiet but I thought it was loud enough that I would think it might like wake somebody up but basically I mean nobody I don't know of anybody else who heard it um but so it rockets into the sky up until it disappears and it leaves this little trail and it dissipates. So I'm just there like startled, freaking out. And then I'm looking at the sky and like while this was happening, I was getting like a deep feeling of like, I shouldn't have seen this type of thing. Okay, like yeah. maybe I should yeah. go in. Like I was scared. It wasn't like looking back now, I, I would have wanted to be more curious and stay out longer and look. But this thing rockets in the sky and it was a cloudy night. Like you couldn't really see the stars. You just see it disappear up there. And then I'm looking at the sky just in awe for a little bit. And there's like all of a sudden this red glow, like something, it seemed like something was over the clouds and it was like radiating, radiating red because there was like a red hue over the clouds for like a pretty big area. And so it's just sitting there for maybe a couple seconds. I'm looking at it like, what was that? And then I saw it just 
like kind of zip away like the light from the clouds just took off and it was gone in like two seconds like not even two seconds it was just gone like that so it just zipped away Holy and then, shit. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And then I was standing there, and I was like, what did I just see? Like, I was scared. I was like, I gotta go inside. Like, I had, like, a fear of, like, maybe it coming back. Like I said, I had this feeling like I wasn't supposed to see it. So I was like, I went inside, and I laid down, and that was my night. I went to bed after that, but I was up for a while just thinking about it, and then... Next day, you know, I started yapping everybody, telling them I seen something like it's so crazy. How, how close were you? How close, like the closest it ever was to you? Like, do you think, like, approximately? Uh, I have an inclination that the thing that went into the sky wasn't actually it because it seemed way bigger, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but like I said, it was like where the thing came out of the woods was about a hundred yards and like across the street back into the woods. It came from like the woods and there's also like a pond back there too and um so that was like a hundred yards away and it was like clearly a sphere it looked like a circle and then um and then i was looking basically directly over my head and like up uh it was like a little further in front of me not like directly over me and that's where i saw like in the clouds this red glow damn that is crazy to me did you have any lost time joey that no. you can think of, or didn't you really pay attention to time after the time you had already seen it? That's I didn't think of uh, looking at the time after. I remember I was out there at like three thirty a.m. I then I just went in and like laid down. I didn't happen to check uh, another time. Yeah, I couldn't really Man. say, but I know it happened like at three thirty a.m. So I went to sleep shortly after that. That's all that happened that night. But I didn't happen to look at. The time. So actually, honestly, I didn't even really think about that. Man, because that was one of the questions I asked Joshy when I was just like kind of like feeling around about about your story at first, mm-hmm. and he had, he said I don't know if I've ever asked him about the missing the missing time aspect, and that's when he said like I want to get you talking to him about some of that other stuff. Like, so what were you like? I don't know how to explain. Like, what were you thinking like afterwards? Like just just that like I shouldn't have seen that at all. That was, well, I was, like, in awe. But, yeah, big feeling of I shouldn't have seen that. I was, like, kind of scared of, like, I hope something doesn't come back or something like that type. Just, like, some fear. And mostly, though, I was just, like, blown away and thinking, like, ugh, like nobody else was there. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody's going to know, like, you know. Man, I, be- I, I believe you 100% only because I've had so many experiences. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you the ones that I have, like, somebody else was there with me. So I know whatever I was seeing or experiencing, like, it, that was real to me. Like, that was real or that was real. So the first one I have that was, pro- that was probably the craziest thing that ever happened to me, right across the street from here where that, where that school is. So we were taking, I think we were going to go take my kids to go get fast food somewhere. So we're walking across the street and Nicole looks up into the sky and she's like, holy shit, Josh, what is that thing? And five lights, like really bright white lights in a pattern just go, I can't even tell you like how it was close. It was like, you ever seen a plane fly down as like probably as low as they can for that? That's how I felt it was like a plane going that completely silent, just went right over our heads. It was just dark enough where like if it was a plane or something I would have seen a shape to it nothing there but the lights dude it was so crazy it flew over our heads Nicole's like 
get in this car, we're, we're going. So I, we slammed our kids in the car, got them buckled up, went around the corner. So as we were going back down this way, there's a little bit of a wooded area. So as it's going there, I'm seeing flashes come off from this, from this going into the woods. So as we're doing that, we turn up through this way, which takes us up to this Walmart up here. So all the lights again, it almost like they fused into three lights almost instead of the five that we had originally saw. And it was heading like towards uh, Jim Thorpe area, like towards, towards the wooded area. And I thought like, damn, we're gonna miss it. Then all of a sudden, five lights again, we had pulled the car over after I had seen it and she had seen it again, a car in front of us pulled over. So we were like, okay, these people see this too. Like, this is crazy. These five lights started coming close down, like towards the Walmart parking lot, like in that five formation again. Then all of a sudden it lifted up past the, like the houseway. So I couldn't see it past the house line. And it must've reformed back into three balls because next time I saw it was three balls and it was just going off into the distance. Now I can't explain that at all. And my wife saw everything I saw. She would sit down to you and tell you the same story. So there was that instance. Another one that was really, really weird was we were coming home from, I have a lot of experiences for some reason, coming from Albany, New York, back home to here. Uh, that's what are like three or four of my experiences have, have happened and it. I can't explain them. So we were coming home the one time and there was a, a quarry section on the side of the road and when we drove by it, I, out of the corner of my eye, saw this crazy, I mean, I know other people can't see this. I saw a crazy disc, like a seamless disc that just sat, it like enveloped like pretty much the whole quarry. You could see the rockway and the water underneath it. And it was just floating. I, I had enough eye on it to see that there was no wires suspending it in the air or anything. It was just sitting there. And now I thought that was just a figment of my imagination when we were driving by it because I was like, I'm not going to say anything because my wife's going to think I'm crazy doing this. She looks at me and she goes, what the fuck was that in the quarry? And I was like, no, 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 no. You didn't just see that. She's like, was that a drone? And I was like, Nicole, this thing took the whole, it took up the whole quarry basin. Jeez. So I was like, there's no way that's a drone. It was seamless. I didn't see any propeller work in it at all. I didn't see any like type of propellant for underneath it. That was wild. Now the other one that I had had validity to was I was taking my daughter to school. So it was around like 8.30 in the morning. Also, I was coming down this way. And back where the pool is, the Catasauqua pool, I'm, I'm always looking up in the sky. I don't know what it is, whether it's night, day, like I have to at some point look look up and, and start scanning the sky. Cause after you, I feel like you see one thing you're like, I really want to see something like that again, whatever it may be. Like I gotta start paying attention more. I feel like more people would have some sort of weird experience that they can't understand if they would just look up every now and then. But anyway, so I was taking my daughter to school and she goes, dad, what is that? And over the pool was this, it looked very drone-esque. So it was it looked like it looked like a sharp point at the front of it. And then it had two wings that looked like I don't know how else to describe this other than like you ever see a stupid anime blade that's almost like square at the front, but it does come to like a point. That's what the wings look like. And there was a back half to it, and there's 
a blade that came underneath it that just hung underneath it that was also attached to it also seamless there were no seams on it at all completely silent and wicked fast did not have a time to like whip out my phone or anything because of how quick it was drove up the street saw other people that were just they didn't seem to notice anything so i was like shit i gotta turn this car around and see it and by the time i'd already turned around it was gone so like i was like could that have been a drone? Yeah, but like, what was the blade doing underneath it? What kind of aerial dynamics are you getting from a, a giant blade hanging? And how would you even get that to take off? I don't understand. I didn't. Also, again, no propellers. Completely silent. I didn't see any like jet stream behind it or anything. And it was pretty big. I'd say it was. It looked like it was bigger than a person, but not enough that somebody would fit into it. If that makes any sense. Okay. But like. Those were the ones that I had validity to. Now, the other ones that I didn't have anybody with me, I was going really fast on the, the highway because I really wanted to get the hell home at the time. The one was, it looked like, like think of like a triangle, but then it extended all the way out. And I only saw this for like maybe like a half a minute and it was in a little bit of cloud cover. And I like I had to double take the first time I saw it. And then by the time I got my phone out to see it, the tree line was already covering it because I was going down a hillway. And I was like, damn, that was... I'd never seen something like that before. That was crazy. And it was huge. It was, uh, I don't know how to like, maybe like half a football stadium long, just in the sky. Uh, the other, okay, another one that we were all together, Nicole and I, we were coming home from Jay and Bridget's, away from the Iron Pig Stadium. And we noticed going out from Allentown, like fireballs in a formation were coming out of Allentown and like they, they were in formation they'd go up for so long and then they just disappear as they were going higher and higher in the sky now I don't think it was a flare because I've watched a bunch of videos on like how flares look it looked like a fireball just like flying in the sky and it happened like two or three times so there were like two or three sets of it that went out from I don't know where in Allentown it was like near near like the center part when you go down like that little part in the Iron Pig Stadium to see it, mm. but like it happened two, three sets of it, and we were sitting there, and I was, I was just like dumbfounded. I, I don't know. The other one that I have a video of, it was a light that hung around outside, right above the school area, and it was super, super slow, but it kept going. It kept like pulsating a little bit, and it happened between like a thirty-five to forty-five minute interval where I would just go out and I videotape it a little bit. I come back in, I videotape it a little bit. Now, somebody said that, like, that could have been a flying lantern, but, like, again, like, I've seen videos before. I've, I live right next to the airport, so I know what flight lights look like. Mm. You know, there's, I can discern between what I know is a plane or a helicopter of some sort, between some sort of light that I'm like, what the hell is this? Now, another incident Nicole had. I think this is the last one that I have. Uh, she was at... Uh, do you remember he her friend Heather? Yeah. Who lived in Emmaus? Yep. Heather Hammond. So she was out there, and she was, like, right by... She was looking out at the mountain area, and she said she saw a light that was, like, right above the mountain, and it was, like, predominantly purple, but it kept changing colors every now and then. And she's, like, freaking out. And her friend was, like... You got to come inside. You got to come inside. And she's like, I need to see this thing. Like, this is crazy. So I guess she pulled her in 
And by the time she came back out, it was already gone. But she did snap a picture on her old phone. I think she has it somewhere deep buried in her Facebook somewhere. But uh, there was there was that instance. And I was like, man, I really wish I could have seen that. That was Jeez. pretty crazy. The only other thing that I can't explain is, again, this, all right, this is the last one. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm, I'm coming home from Albany. And I noticed there's the woods are just like, there's like a, a bright light coming from the woods. And I was like, oh, what are they doing? Like logging or something in there? Like what's going on in there? And then as I'm, as I'm going, just like rapid flashes are coming out of the woods. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's that? I never saw any people in there. I only saw the really bright light and then the flashing coming out of the woods. And so when people say like, why didn't you ever get a picture on your phone or why didn't you get a video? Sometimes you're so like, you're so captivated by what you're seeing. Like for me, like I was so in the moment, like I couldn't even get my phone out. Like some, like that one with the five strip above our heads, I was just like so in the moment and, and so was Nicole, like trying to follow this thing just to even see what the hell it was. So like, I get that when people say those sort of stories and they don't have pictures or videos because it's like, I needed to, I needed to see this. I couldn't just videotape it. Like I needed to experience this. Like I can't capturing it won't work because even then you put it online and people are like, that's a flying lantern or that's just a plane. And it's like, okay, but I was there and I experienced it. Like I, I know in my heart of hearts, like that's, that's not what that was. Yeah, it's like the the last thing you're actually thinking about is using your phone. Right? Like, it's like people would think like, oh, you should have just videotaped it. But that's not what's going through your head. Not at all. That was I mean, the last thing going through my mind, like capturing it. Like, I just, I had to follow it. Like, even Nicole, like I said with Nicole, like she didn't whip out her phone. Like, we just had to follow this thing. And I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe I was hallucinating or something, but... Every time I've seen it, I've been stone sober, like stone sober. And it's weird because I've never, I've never noticed these things or anything like until I've been with Nicole. And it's the same thing with Nicole. She's never seen anything like that or experienced it until after that. Like, I wonder what the shift was. Yeah, that's insane. And also, like, it seems like, like once you see it, what I've heard mostly is like once people see it, they end up seeing it more. So, like, I, I always keep my eyes on this guy, too. I'm the same way. And uh, sometimes I do see things that seem strange and I can't explain. But uh, I, I don't like to go into it too much because it's not definitive enough for me. Right. But, like, those, like, it's interesting all those experiences you had, though. Because it's, like, it just, like, shows the strangeness of it. Like, how they're all different, mostly. A lot of yeah. them are different. And it's just, it's so crazy. I just, I don't, I don't know how to like, yeah, I just don't know how to even like get into it. And I really wish that people would, obviously not when you're driving, but like if you're at a stoplight or something like look up every once in a while and like eventually I feel like you are going to see something long enough for you to be like, okay, I know that's not a plane up there. What is that thing? I, I, and something tells me that like, I think a lot of people, if they had the money should get like night vision or IR cameras because you can't always see them just with your your naked eye like they're somehow they're cloaked or enveloped in the different spectrum that you can't really see in yeah I've seen uh, stuff online uh, 
don't I forget the guy's name, but he has he's always posting stuff, and he has a like a night vision camera, and that's like amazing. Like, that's what I I want to get because you could just post that thing up at the sky and just let it roll. Yeah, yeah. and like it's really like it, it's really bright if you see like on this on the night vision is strong so like if you're pointing at the sky it's really easy to pick something up it is really it. easy yeah. it's seeing stars that you can't even really see very well with your naked eye yeah i well, love that and it with all of your experiences how many of them do you think would be ufo drones or human drones then Oh, since oh man. since you see bigger We're ones and you see, you see smaller ones, <laughs> We're throwing how this away. how many do you think would be? I don't even even that the, the, that small one that you said that no one else saw that was still seamless. Like, do you think that one would have been a UFO drone then? Just like looking, like since we have drones that can maybe you can chime in with that because you just watched the thing about UFOs being yeah, drones, I right? About, I wanted to ask you that. Out of all those experiences you have, did you like? Could you say that you saw anything that would be close to, like, maybe a window or, like, a door or a hatch or something that maybe that would point to that there's actually someone alive on it? Or is it just some crazy version of a drone that's just, like, yeah. an advanced military one, obviously, since... Like I said, like, I don't know how... So with that instance, I don't know how they would have even propelled it into the air because of how well, big the blade... Like like I said, it didn't even look aerodynamic. It was like, why the fuck is a blade underneath this? That makes no sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did any of them look similar to anything that you've seen online? Maybe just the... Maybe just the... Uh, the, the, the disc thing? I don't know. The disc thing was weird because it had like a bulbousy top to it. It wasn't just like a like a flat top and a disc. Like it almost looked like a dish with like a like a like a seamless lump mm-hmm. on top of it. You know what I mean? Like your typical UFO. Typical yeah, and a lot a lot of the things UFO. I have seen have been like seamless. Like you can't see any like connecting points or rivets or like well, that anything was, like that, like I was say, that reminds me a lot of from Bob Lazar's testimony and story of how everything he described, or at least off, based off the one out of the eight that they have, apparently. Like yeah. How everything, even inside, when he said everything just seemed seamless and just fit together, like it, there wasn't even like a control panel or anything. Just everything was like three D printed. Yeah, just like in in like a dome sensor, even on the outside. Then, man, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that struck me too when you said seamless. Like I think that's like a. A good sign like it like I've heard that a lot like you said Bob Lazar a lot of uh, like people's reports say that it just looks like one solid piece like something that we couldn't really do we can't make something we can't replicate it yeah we yeah. can't really replicate it and like you said the it's not aerodynamic it's just strange like to be ours it would have to be like such a huge leap in technology it's just like doing things that we don't really understand at all yep yeah I believe that 100% I actually thinking of what you just said made me think since they're one solid object so if it's just one solid object moving around is that like basically primitive wise how the pyramids were built moving one solid object through space and time being those giant cube blocks I don't even remember how much each one weighs it's a couple it's like a couple tons yeah, yeah a lot. Is that is that and then I, I can't remember all the other crazy sites where they have massive stones that's a cool theory you hear the sound is theory the, is that, that moved it with sound is that just the, like the primitive version of ufos then what do you mean the well because since you're saying all like the ufos and like everything's one solid object since humans being able to move those stones 
is them doing that, the primitive version of a UFO flying around. Oh, like it's the same technology. Yeah, but right. it's just like a, a um, algebra to trigonometry. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So like the cool. same method of moving the blocks, essentially. Yeah, right? like yeah, yeah, but it's instead so, of... Would that be like a manipulation of gravity? Because that's what Bob Lazar says, right? That they yeah. somehow, there's no propulsion system, there's no heat signature... And these things seem to like warp space and time or use gravity in some way where they can harness it to almost have the universe move for them. It, yeah. As opposed to it move through the universe. You know what I mean? Yep. Pulling it along. Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, the, the one he was, he drew, he just drew a line on a paper. He's like, well, is it going to be faster if I go here? And then he like crumbles the paper up. He's like, or is it going to be faster if I do that? And it was like, Okay, in, in a perspective, you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's, it's like we're not thinking in enough dimensions, right? We're only thinking of 2D space, yep. the way that we travel through it. But, I mean, space and time, as we were talking about on one of our episodes, Donald Hoffman is a scientist who essentially, like, disproves the validity of space and time being fundamental. So that's if that's linear. true, then, I mean, how many dimensions could there possibly be? And can technologically we get to a point or some biological entity get to a point where they can manipulate each of these dimensions to move or to do whatever they feel necessary to do? I think that's how it would have to be too. They'd have to also, like it wouldn't be just that easy either. I think they'd have to have like their own anti-gravity also inside. Because if you think about that, like you're just warping somewhere. What if you warp somewhere where like the gravity was a lot heavier or a lot lighter and you're like, you're out of control. So not only do you have to know how to do that, you also have to have your anti-gravity built in or gravity producing inside it. Like, to be able to move yourself through space like without being affected by yeah. other bigger gravity. Being or mixed up or if it's a drone, whatever would happen. If it's a drone of some sort, then you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have it, to. Because yeah. you wouldn't have a living thing inside. And that's so, what I'm saying. What did that what did that say like what did that uh show you saw or was it a movie or a show that that said that about the drone the drone theory It was a podcast I forget which one it was but they were he 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 said that basically like if we were to go to another planet that we thought maybe had life on it we wouldn't just put some people in a random spaceship and send them there we'd send a fucking probe or a drone which I and believe so I believe that too but I believe that like now we're just going to get into crazy... I'm, I'm going to get into crazy theories. <laughs> so, my thing is that uh, if it was drones, like I think that there's been aliens here so long that they don't necessarily need to send their drones here anymore. If we do see something drone-like, it might either be coming back from something or going somewhere else, maybe. Because, I mean, we this planet's been here for how long? Like Maybe we don't know everything about it, but I'm pretty sure if there were these other entities, they'd, they'd know. Like... They built some like station like like uh, like uh, that's why you, you might maybe why we see UFOs go under the water. We were talking about that also was a uh, Agartha, which is the oh, inter- right. the, the yeah. hollow earth theory or the interconnecting theory, where all these waterways are underneath the earth that are inter- interconnecting, and it's like it's literally all over the world. No matter if it's if it's like in a land area because it'll go into a cave and then it'll go down into the water system. Or it'll be just a clear cut right from the water. It'll go into another tunnel work, and then they'll all interweave into each other. That's why Admiral Byrd had a problem going up to Antarctica, because that's what one of the connections are. So I believe that too. Like these things are all just going into different cave works. That's why you see them in forests all the time. 
That's why you see that a lot of them you see out in the ocean. Those videos are crazy. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, it seems like it's they're around water quite a bit. Um, there was a, a story from Brazil. Like Brazil has a ton of oh my UFO yeah. sightings. But I heard one that was like it saw a UFO would visit a lake that they had, like a in the the community, like a big lake that was uh-huh. important for the community, and uh, it would drain the lake of water. So now there's just like this hole there. It's strange. Oh, man. Yeah, it's very crazy. But yeah, it seems like there there's a good possibility that they're always in the ocean. Like they like I was saying, they could be under the ocean 99% of the time and just pop up once in a while, like once a week. Maybe they don't have to... To do whatever they got to yeah, do. Yeah, like they could really... I mean, if you can move through space, you can move through water. You could, it's like a transmedium craft, so... What was that? What was that one video where it was where they were getting the? I don't know if it was one of the ones through what they showed at the, uh, at the meeting, the hearing. But the the thing was just like seamlessly going in and out of the water, like not breaking the waves when it was like. Did, did you see that? Video? I did see that. That one. was on IR two, I think. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me was crazy because it's not breaking any waves when it's when it's like dipping in and out of the waves. Yeah, it was just like coming in and out, and it seemed like. Like, it wasn't being affected by anything. Like, this is crazy. Is that, is, the, is that the cell phone video from the pilots? Or which video? No, that that, I think that, that was like a military-grade video off the, from... Off a ship or off another plane? I think it was off of a helicopter. Yeah, maybe? it was like a plane or a helicopter. Oh, okay. It had, like, the FLIR cam, like, the black and white footage. Like, okay, okay. Like and, uh, yeah, I, it's weird. I was, I know I've seen that one, and I was looking for it recently. I couldn't find it. But, um... So, you, you know what's crazy... Some of the videos that I used to be able to find, I can't find them anymore. Like, I feel like YouTube's slowly going through videos and stuff that had probably what they think is real evidence of it, and they're just, like, deleting it. Well, it's, I heard that they're developing this program, like, this technology, and hearing about it, they probably already have it. It's like an AI that can, uh, like, go through videos videos like all and determine what's been photoshopped what's real like oh, they'll be man. able to just go, scan through all of youtube and check all the videos for validity basically so you think they might have a cgi you think they might have a separate one that's set up just for like stuff like that it's like scan for like certain things in this and if you pick it up like we gotta we gotta get rid of that right i mean if they it's can in, do one they can do the other man yeah you know? If it's an AI, it, it's going to be yeah, however you that's what want it to work. You can find all sorts of things, get rid of them, hide them in an algorithm somewhere. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But they, I've heard that's like a new technology being worked on, but I wouldn't doubt if it already exists. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to delve into this this a little bit, and you'll be, you'll be able to help with this a little bit too because it has to deal with like consciousness. Do you think like there's different alien beings? Because they... So some of the people talk about how they're like flesh beings and others they're just they're pure light and like they can take sh- they can take shape and form into other things but they're pr- predominantly like just a light being. Like what do you think of stuff like that, Josh, where they're just Well, personally the only like quote unquote alien beings that I've ever seen have been under the influence of psychedelics and it feels very real. So to say it's a hallucination, to say that it's um, like not validated because it's a drug experience, doesn't feel like the right way to approach it responsibly because it was such a curious situation. So 
I've had, I think it was the same experience. They sort of meld together sometimes after you've had a few. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. well, um, makes sense. It was pretty high dose, and uh, I had, prior to the, the alien portion of it, um, I'd had a telepathic experience with the person I was doing with, with my, my friend, and it was a very strange experience because I, we, had both, we were both on his couch on opposite ends, and we laid down on our backs, and I had this experience of like, uh, something going into my body and like doing emotional surgery on me and it was like a visual experience of it like wrapping my like bones and like in gauze and like healing me like internally and it was a beautiful experience and it sort of like came to a conclusion and I popped up and the second I popped up he did too and we looked at each other and we were like and he, oh, we man. both described the exact same experience and we didn't speak about it at all like as it was happening or before it was happening so that was another like strange thing but after that i had laid back down and i had this really strange vision where it was like i saw like three alien heads like the the classic gray type alien you see with the big eyes and whatever um and it it visualized itself as them like puncturing my brain with like a fucking needle and like <laughs> extracting something and it's almost like we were making some some sort of exchange like it was showing me like its existence and it was showing me some kind of like ultra perceptive like field or something that's all i can really describe it as and it felt like i was giving it something in return like it was doing research on me because i had broken through its reality or something it was very strange and then uh after i thought the experience had had passed and everything was was coming to a to a close we were you know we kind of packed up and i went upstairs in my apartment and i laid down in bed and i closed my eyes and i thought you know it's done i'm just gonna go to sleep maybe i'll trip out and see some things but i had this like weird vision of like just at like huge huge speeds like flying over this like planet thing and it just it felt and looked very alien like it wasn't mm -hmm. from around here like it was very it was like this weird like lumpy green like thing and i don't know that that felt it's not as if i saw that it was aliens and i saw like something that would make it a for sure alien entity or like uh, celestial body it but on psychedelics like the feeling of what's happening really matters there's when you get like uh like downloads like to call it or like transmissions it, it, it's it translate it translates itself in your mind to English, but it comes to you in like a weird, like feeling type of way, and that's the vibe that I got from it, which was Man. very important to the experience. So. Yeah, that is just that's crazy to me. So that like, uh, it's just unexplainable. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you I mean, try you try to paint it in a picture, but like even though you did that, like it's there's probably so much that was going on too. Like that's just so crazy. Do you do you both? like think like think that like there could be some sort of like consciousness link to well with his first story josh with your first story it makes me s think in my head of how they describe when you take psychedelics that you connect different neural ways mm -hmm. because obviously it's from a mushroom which is what mushrooms do they find the least path the path of resistance and just grow it makes it sound like what is your with your neurons in your brain and everything actually finding new pathways but just in like a, a visual aspect of actually doing that because you're taking you took psychedelics so then you're doing that same experience but you're on now another conscious so now you're 
experiencing more, but it sounds that that's happening while you're just expanding your brain, is it? It feels that way, you know? Because that's what, that's what it, it sounds like it's what you're painting in a picture. Yeah, I think it's an accurate way to, to describe it for sure. Yeah, because I mean, they really, psychedelics, especially like stuff like mushrooms or DMT, they work on like your serotonin receptors, so your brain knows exactly what to do with them. Uh, and they get synthesized and turned into brain chemistry right away. You know, the myth that it's like poisoning you or something and making you trip because you're, you're being poisoned is completely untrue. Um, it's definitely uh, just simple brain chemistry, so that would make sense. That's that's how it sounds to me. I don't know if, because as as he's talking about it, it just makes me instantly think from when they describe how funguses grow and then it makes your your brains with your uh, receptors. You're saying. Well, they have the the theory, the, the fungus theory, that even like everything's all connected, so we're connected to funguses, and that also that also has a big thing, isn't it? Like a that's the biggest organism too, alive as a fungus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's not hard to conceive that we're somehow interlaced with with fungus either. We have a we have a ton of it in our bodies like right now. They've been around for longer than plants and most animals too. So I think uh, we broke off from them on the evolutionary uh, branch like 650 million yes, years okay. ago. I was listening. So, that's where it makes me think. I mean, okay. that's so much so much longer ago than we can like link ourselves to plants or anything like that. Nice. And then now, now you think it's just like now we can eat it and then experience something spiritual and sacred and beyond words, like something realer than reality. But psychedelics are cool in that, like it, it also they also make me think that it's possible that these entities, aliens, whatever you could call them, are like you know, uh, dimensional beings rather than just like yes some entity from a rock really far away that is rocketing itself here at really high speeds like it seems like they can seamlessly pop in and out of existence like into our domain it's very strange and like that's why i think consciousness is going to be huge like the more as human beings we understand consciousness i think we'll start to understand the phenomenon more which i i would really like i mean there's just so many questions that that don't get answered, or if they are answered, they're ignored because it's to other people. It's like it's hogwash. They don't want to hear it. They, you know, it's just a, it's a fantasy to them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just don't think about it. Or like the interesting thing is, people won't. They don't want to believe it unless it can be proven to them, like just shown to them. They want They the way most people think is like to know something. They want to appeal to authority, so they want an authority figure. To give them the information and say this is what what is real, and now it's like oh okay now I can believe you I can I can believe this is real because you told me it's real, and it's interesting because you can't really know it unless you see it, and it seems that it presents itself in such a strange way like a lot of times when it's just one person like you're by yourself or maybe you're with you know like one other person or something and you know it's at a time where you're not likely to record it's just it's strange the way it presents itself. So I, yeah, I think that there's a good chance that it's like, it can like read your thoughts or like it just understands what's going on on a higher level. Like it's a yeah. higher intelligence that is presenting itself in a very meticulous way. So when you had your experience with when you were 18, do you think maybe like you got something because you said you, you felt like you weren't supposed to see it. Do you think like they projected something down onto you like when you saw it and it's like almost like a form of telepathy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't Wait. know. It, it was so strange because I've had that thought too because it was a strong feeling. It wasn't just like I'm scared I should go in. It was like an inner something. It was a strong sense of that I shouldn't have seen it and I need to get inside. Whereas like when I think back on it, I would in hindsight clearly stay out and even like investigate, go to where I saw that thing launch up in the sky or like look around. But the the wasn't an option at the time. It was like, I am going and I'm done with this. Yeah. But something that intrigues me about your experience and the fact that like you bring up the telepathy aspect of it, you said there was a sound that was so loud. So why did no one else wake up? Okay. What, yep. You know what I mean? Like that could be some, some sort of a sensory telepathy. Type yeah. Of thing. I mean, I've thought of that too. Like, I mean, I don't know. Dude, it was so loud. And um, the thing is, it moved, it was weird. Like, Imagine, it was way louder than this, but imagine if you were sucked into the sky um, and if you were screaming or if like there was a loud noise coming off of it, it would go really quick. Like it, that's what it sounded like. It was like this thing made such a loud noise, but it was gone so fast. So it was like a, like a loud noise that just kind of went away. And it was like scary loud and it was dead silent. But I thought about that, like, did anybody else hear this? How did any, like everybody was definitely asleep in this area because like I said, it was 3.30 a.m. And no lights went on, nothing nothing happened. But I don't know, I thought about that, but really... And you said it was deafening, right? It was loud, dude. It was scared, it scared me, like, to my bones. Like, if something, like, someone screamed in your face and you have no idea they're there. Like, it was really loud and really fast, so I just jumped and looked, and then, like, it was just the strangest thing. So it really turned the, f the fight or flight on any of like yeah at first yeah the, at the, the very first instinct was like just pure fear so I jumped and looked up and then like I was able to calm down really fast because I was in awe of what I was seeing so I was like kind of just stuck in the moment at that point so like the fear went away until it went away and then it was like oh shit I gotta get out of here <laughs> and I, I think telepathy is a real thing and that is also part of it like whenever these people have these experiences like the one in Africa the school children in Africa when they did see the beings in that event, they they were getting shot. I think pictures in their in their brain, like telepathically, and stuff like that. And I just uh, that that like blows my mind that they'd be able to enter your enter your your I don't know if it'd be your consciousness, but like a part of your brain and be able to project these images. Or some people say they actually hear them talk to them through telepathy. And maybe that and sometimes they're like that's why the greys have such small mouths. Because mm -hmm. they don't they don't speak anymore. They just they do everything telepathically. Yeah, I mean think about it. that's like that would be the way to communicate if you want to like evolve into something that can communicate more clear. Like the way we use language is it's, it's very limited. So yep. like imagine you know a, a highly intelligent entity like that could be could have been around far longer than human beings could maybe like do things like that like project images, sounds, even feelings. Yeah, and, like just the. Anything that affects your consciousness could maybe be affected. Maybe you know it, it's. Oh, it's it's crazy to think about. I think, uh, like I said before, I think consciousness is like a big part of it. I have a feeling that it's like a higher intelligence that can affect, like what you see, what you feel, like certain yep. things like that. Like it has a direct connection to us. I think it's all interconnected somehow. It, there's no way it couldn't. It couldn't be. Yeah. In my opinion, there's no way it could not be somehow connected. What do you guys think about like the, that whole, the whole telepathy thing? Well, it makes me think from how you guys were talking about it with our government trying to reverse engineer alien uh, ships and everything. 
is that why in then now we hear about like blacked out documents of them doing uh, the mind experiments on like kids and people like and stuff. Ultra. Yeah, and stuff okay. like that. Is that why they're doing it to also advance themselves with spaceships and be able to move, but to also to be able to be telepathy wise to be able to affect things without actually having to come in contact with them. So then they can go to other planets or is that why do you think our government is doing those experiments? I think that's pretty to, safe to, to say. be the same thing yeah. as as what we've been visited by. All I know is the government never I I hate to say it, but they never want anything good for us. If it, if it does not give them a leg up on something, it, they don't want it for us. But, you know what I mean? So that I feel like we could be so far advanced probably because of extraterrestrial visits where they where they do these these transfer in technologies. Like the one guy that I watch, Emery Smith, is crazy. I love the guy. I, I think that he's got truth to him and all the things I've seen. He was a surgeon and in the military and then they started moonlighting him on projects and they eventually got him into the secret space program stuff where he was a, a field surgeon. So they take him out on all these crazy things, but he wants to develop a technology like a bed that'll just basically scan you, tell you everything that's wrong with you and, you know, be, and be able to heal you within that bed. I don't know if he uses nanotechnologies in order to in order to heal whatever cells or whatever problems you have, but he's developing that, and he has another scalar device that he's developing. So like he's not doing it for money; he solely wants to do it so we can start progressing. He gonna turn up dead. That's what that's what happened. To him. Well, he has a lot of protection. Like he has, he said that he's got a lot of really close friends, and that he's he has had attempts on his life before. He has gone in, into it with length but like he's he's really trying to like I feel like he's trying to better things and help move us along yeah it's like like if you think about all the stuff that the government researches like like all the stuff like MK Ultra like the remote viewing which is real stuff like telekinesis like yeah. spoon bending and shit like weird stuff uh, and then like the UFOs on top of it all it's like they investigate this stuff so there's clearly an interest for some reason and then they bury it all and they push ridicule into the culture like through disinformation and like all of our popular culture to make us think those things are, you know, just ridiculous. Like, oh, it's, there's no validity to it. Let's ridicule it. A good, a good one is from, so 1942, I believe was, do you know the Battle of Los Angeles? Yeah. Before. So they tried, I forget what the hell they tried to say that was, but it wasn't what it was. And you can see in the old pictures that they have like... It's clearly something that you can't tell what the hell it is. And it shut, like, I forget how long they rained fire on it, but it was, it was like at least more than an hour. And people died because of it. I think two people died because of heart attacks from it. And some other guy died from like a shrapnel, like from one of the shellings that went off into yeah. it. So I feel like that might have been like the first, like maybe mass sighting in the United States. Like, and then what was it in 47? which is five years later, that's when the Roswell incident happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, people people with the L.A. thing, like, when people were there seeing it, that's what I'm saying, like, you can't cover it up after that. You'd, you'd literally have to either, like, be able to erase those people's minds or you'd have to kill them all because you're not going to round up all those people that saw that event. No. Yeah, and those people will know. But I think to them it doesn't matter as, as long as they can influence the culture in a big way like so if they can convince a population 
that it, it's not worth looking at, then the people, that's what I mean, people who have experiences or see stuff, like, they're labeled as crazy, like, it's just people who get fired from their jobs, like, if they mm-hmm. come out with information and stuff, it's just, like, ridiculed so deeply, and it's, like, such an interesting thing that they did, because they're, they clearly have been investigating it so there's got to be validity you you don't dump millions of dollars of government money into into these projects over such a long period of time like if something wasn't there it would be you know it would be done by now but it's just been happening for so long it's it's wild it is wild it's (laughs) it's just really one of the craziest things to talk about just because of how many different routes like just the conversation goes down like there's just so many different things like Crop circles. I think crop circles are crazy. I read so they did a study where eighty percent of all crop circles are man-made, but there are twenty percent that, that can't be explained because of the bending of the stalks, the the melding of some of the insects and and animals that are left behind, like meld into the plants somehow. And they're like, there's no way with the intricate pattern work that's here that this could have been done and and sometimes it's a couple of minutes to hours that like it's just like boom it's there like that's crazy people aren't doing that yeah like people would like be in one spot like leave and then by the time they come back there's this giant intricate you know crop circle there like yeah some of them are clearly like there's going to be hoaxers like you said 80 percent or so but it's the 20 percent that are clearly something unexplainable yeah unexplainable but it's like interesting because people will just you know brush it away and try not to think about it right and it's just another farm kids out there and that's what you'll be told too is like don't don't even worry about this like don't even don't even pay attention to this and it just stinks because it's like it feels like every way you want to get some answer there's always going to be someone that's like no i'm going to deny you right here it's the the mainstream media culture the cnn culture that we live in you know most people don't want to concern themselves with things that are going to get them looked at weird at work if they mention it to their coworker. You know, I just hate that stigma. I'll say, just but care too much about their image, you know. I'll just say, but then when people actually talk about those experiences, like you do, and like you guys were saying before, like, oh, why don't you post pictures? It's like, well, obviously, when I post that picture, everyone's gonna have a million questions and think I'm just crazy, or they're just gonna think I'm editing and just looking right. for attention. Yeah. It's like so that's why you don't post pictures or and you, mm-hmm. even naturally how you guys were saying you're, it's not even a thought because also you know you're going to get ridiculed if you do so you mm-hmm. just want to experience it mm-hmm. yeah people are going to either if it's too good people are going to think it's fake yeah and then if it's not convincing because it's not good enough then who cares it's a plane or a drone something like that so you're damned if you do damned if you don't i just think it's crazy when you have so many different people like the like the african ordeal because of all those people saw that like how can you discredit that yeah, and then uh, John Mack, who's the head of psychiatry at Harvard, he's like this, you know, guy with like, he's just a brilliant psychiatrist. Uh, he went there to investigate the case, and like, he was ridiculed at first. But what his conclusion was, was that all the kids were telling the truth. Like, and then he, after this, this psychiatrist got into the subject. Like, he just like did a whole book, I think, called Abductions. And he, he what he discovered was, he thought that people he was interviewing like most of them like obviously you might have got some fakes in there but there was a good amount of people that uh were telling the truth in their stories and they really believed it happened and and he couldn't explain it otherwise it's crazy not to mention like they they were coming back with information that no child that age should know or be able to articulate 
You know what I mean? Like these were like messages of healing the earth and things like that. Like kids don't come up with that stuff on their own, and especially in a cohesive way like they did. It just it seemed kind of kind of strange. So the only thing that worries me about about all of this is so we were talking about how the technologies are are, are transferred. So. I think we've had the technology for so long that we are producing military grade, like not not to the extent, obviously, of what these things are doing, but we we can get it going. You know what I mean? Like we can do this to some degree because maybe we don't know every little little bitty aspect of it, but we know enough to start doing stuff like that. That's why you hear the T T three RBs. Yeah, that those are actually ours. Those are military. Like not planes, obviously, but they're they're military style things that we back engineered already. Yeah, and they say like that's why when you mentioned before the seamless thing about your some of your sightings, it's like I've heard I don't know I mean that the the way you can distinguish like if it's a a real you know unknown like UFO craft or if it's like something we have is whatever we have will not be seamless. Yeah, like, there's gonna be you'll see some like. Uh, you know, maybe piping or whatever, you know, even if it's like a back engineered thing, it's not going to be seamless, like one solid piece of something. Yep. Because it still has to use a propulsion system. It still has to be, you know what I mean? Well, it's, either, it's I just still, don't, yeah. Like, like the harness, the, the harnessing of that technology completely, we haven't mastered yet. So it'd have to be in some way, shape or form, it had to resemble something that we have, right? Yep. Yeah. That's why I think the T3RB, maybe we can't go off planet with it yet but we have started to master maybe to some degree the anti-gravity to it because when people say they see it there's no noises it's moving it's moving without like you know any any real motion no propulsions really coming off of it and they say the bright lights you usually see on crafts are like that's from whatever is powering that vehicle or or craft is actually emitting some sort of light off of it because of that's that's where the power is coming off of and that's why you see different colored lights as well. Maybe like that's maybe what you using... saw. Maybe you saw the lights, the lights that were affecting whatever that, that thing was that you saw shoot up. Maybe it's the same type of technology. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. The thing I saw shot up didn't have any light on it, which is weird. But I mean, didn't the thing above it have yeah, light Yeah, after on? it went in the air, then I saw like a red hue mm -hmm. of like whatever was above this, whatever was above the clouds there. Was it circular? You said it was like, was it circular or like, a, like an oval or? The thing that went that shot up in the sky was a sphere, but then the light above was kind of just like, there was no, I couldn't see a shape behind it. Cause like I said, it was on top of the clouds, but it was kind of round, like, you know, like a round area of light. It wasn't like a perfect circle or anything. Okay. It was just like kind of this hue of red that slowly moved and then just went and was gone. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy. Like I, I couldn't even imagine, like I probably would have been like you and I probably would have ran inside because yeah. You were 18 at the time? Yeah, if yeah, I was 18, but but like you said, now I might not have done like I regret it. I mean, yeah. That's but like that's what I mean. I just had this big feeling of like you weren't supposed to see that, go inside. So that's what I did, but like in hindsight, I should have, you know, I wish I wouldn't have. Man, it's and if something happens again, I'm going to investigate for yeah. something that like that and Intense. So I heard you guys talking on your podcast about a, like what was it called? A C it's I know I heard about it before too. I read about it. CE five, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So did you would you guys ever do something like? Did you ever hear of that? Spencer? No. So, so CE five is you're supposed to be able to 
I don't know if you contact them or manifest them, but you can get you can get UFOs to to come. I'm trying to remember off seeing that it was off a news thing Steve. where some dude summoned one like yeah, little, seen that. It, it, and it, those little balls, which is like what you said in your your yeah. first experience where it shot up it was just a mm-hmm. little ball. Is that that same thing? It's that same could be drone. I've what, yeah, I've seen that guy too though. He can summon like oh, yeah. I forget what religious yeah he was, thing he was yeah on TikTok Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean that would go into the the connection between consciousness and whatever these things are because if you can contact them via your like I can't scream up to the sky and be like yo come get me so obviously language is not a way that they can communicate or that they care to communicate but maybe like to your point Joe if we can master consciousness if we can you know uh, elevate our level of understanding regarding consciousness maybe that's a way we can use CE5 maybe we can you know make a CE6 you know and really get in there yeah, I mean, like, think about it. Like, if they were a highly intelligent species, maybe they're only showing themselves, like, say you do C5, say it works, like, you sit in there, and you think, well, why would it work? Maybe they're, like, rewarding rewarding the species for elevating their consciousness. Getting where you need to be, yeah, where so they like, want you to be. If you raise your consciousness a little bit, maybe, you know, oh, they'll show themselves, and, like, they're like, okay, they, these guys are doing what they're supposed to do, show themselves. And then maybe if you keep doing it and doing it, you get like a visitation experience, something like that. I don't know. Like, Dude, would you guys be scared if that started happening? And like all of a sudden, like you're just having dreams where like you're being visited by things, and like it's almost giving validity to it because you had you did the CE five, so you've contacted them. That might scare me slightly, only yes. because it's like I know if they're able to get me, their intentions are probably good, and if they just wanted to, they did just take me away. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know what I mean? That would be terrifying. It would depend on how they presented themselves to you. If they presented themselves to you in a way that was like loving and caring, maybe that wouldn't be as alarming. But I mean, if they're if they're like deliberately trying to present themselves in ways that would scare you, then yeah, I would be scared. I mean, it would, it would depend on so many things. That's true. I mean, I, I get a lot of UFOs in my dreams, and I've had aliens in my dreams a couple times. Really? Is it yeah. is it ever the same beings, or is it sometimes it's different? Or? I've had uh, one time that was really like crazy, a really crazy dream where it was like a gray, a gray being, just one of them, and uh, it's UFO too. But other than that, no, that would, but that to me, that one was like different than the other ones. Like, Man, so they they could have maybe like maybe even not visited you but like this is what i'm talking about the consciousness consciousness thing like they don't have to be in your room i feel to do anything they could be miles or even planets away from you and somehow be able to connect to you yeah it's it's interesting because like it just like especially when you start questioning like reality in general um it opens up the possibilities for something like that happening because like people don't seem to notice that like we don't know what the hell's going on here (laughs) like what we're doing like it's a it's a crazy crazy reality we're in. Like life is just insane. So when you really start to open up your mind to the possibilities, I mean, it could, I mean, it could be something just so strange. Like the whole thing itself could be very strange. Bet on that. Bet on that. Yeah. It's like I don't. Stranger. That's why when people say it's just like a, a another biological organism from another planet by another star somewhere. I feel like it, it, it's something further than that. Not saying that that couldn't exist also, but I feel like this high intelligence that's like affecting humanity, it seems to be something more consciousness related. Did you guys ever hear of predictive programming where they'll just like, 
they'll leak things out through like media and mm-hmm. movies like yeah. little mm-hmm. bits and crumbs of like truths like do you guys believe there's any validity to like that sort of thing either like they like people some of the people high up know more than we do and they're just teasing us basically by releasing it through media either that or it's subconscious you know like we may not even they may not even know because i don't think anybody really knows i don't think our government knows i don't think people who are controlling the production of these movies and things know so it could be subconscious it could be like an evolutionary inkling as to what our consciousness is trying to produce you know what i mean like, like the collective yeah like yeah. when we talk about what art is where ideas come from you know we don't even have any idea of, of that um, or it could be controlled by something extraterrestrial it could be something that's given that that's uh like subconsciously put into our minds to to send out there in the form of movies and tv and things like that the, the, oh man that's so that's crazy to think about too there they did an experiment in a in a room and it was a waiting room and they'd have random people come into the to the waiting room now everybody else was an actor besides this one person so then like i don't know if a ding would go off oh. or something but they'd all stand up mm-hmm. at the oh, same I time saw, and like so after the second or third time the random person that walked in also starts doing it mm-hmm. so do you think like so that's the other con- like that's the other thing like we're all connected somehow like but to my my thing, like honestly, if that happened to me, I would question it, and I wouldn't be standing up with them. Like, that's just the type of person I am, though. Like, I would have honestly like looked to the person next to me, like, "Hey, what's this about?" Because I'm not gonna stand up with you guys, and I really want to know what the hell's going on here. And did yeah. you notice? I think what they did was they set it up in a way where new people came in and would sit down, and everybody would stand, yes. and then they wouldn't. And the, and the one person that wasn't an actor would look at him and be like, like why aren't you standing? <laughs> Everybody else is standing. Like, why aren't you doing what everyone else is doing? So they even like had that little intricacy to it, which I thought was great. Do you yeah. think that you guys would be standing, or do you think you'd be like one of the people like? I, I feel like I would ask, especially after the second. I'm like, excuse, like what, at least like what are we doing? Like the next person next to me. That's, <laughs> yeah. Why would you say? I know they've done that with monkeys. See what you say with that, but I know they've done that study with monkeys where they did like a banana up on like a ladder and then every time a monkey climbed up they'd spray him with a hose so oh, he wouldn't get it up. <laughs> and then eventually like they would introduce like one monkey at a time and then like slowly do that and then all of the monkeys knew not to do that so when they introduced a new one it would immediately go for the banana but all the other monkeys would just beat it up and be like no 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 don't do that but, they, but, so uh, but that, right, that's right. the same kind of test then it seems to me we're driven, that is just yeah that we're, we're just very primitive things right? yeah like it's it all seems the same then so with ufos is that with them advancing us then since we're basically the same since they've been around for so long do you, I, do you think that would be like they influenced us i think it gives validity to when they said like joey said like when you said you might have seen like like god when you when you did the the was it the dmt experience yeah or, yeah so okay. that you might have like seen i feel like we are all somehow interwoven together like we might be separate people but like somehow we're all one like if that makes any sense and we're all spread out now and i feel like as we start reaching consciousness levels we're just gonna start melding more and more and more together until we're like basically not not really i I don't want to say a hive mind but it will be like a hive mind at some point and you see native cultures starting this and doing this this is how that is how they structure their tribes and stuff they're so close everyone has a job everyone has a specific 
uh, role in the survival of everyone else. We don't have that here. We're just isolated in our little boxes. We put on our Netflix, we put on our video games, which I effing love. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we were isolated as individuals and our culture promotes that more and more. Whereas if you look at cultures of the past and indigenous cultures that are alive right now and the Amazon and things like that, they, they have a very more, like, much more intertwined sense. More of sense of community, community almost. Yeah, exactly. I believe that too. So that makes sense. I really do think technology is like, like we were talking about earlier, like it's, it's just not going towards a good path. I hope it's corrected, and I really do, but the way that, like like I said, all these monopolies are like taking over basically all of these privileges that we're going to have. Like, think of the metaverse, like Mark Zuckerberg's making like the metaverse. Eventually, I feel like he wants it to be where you just immerse yourself into this new world and you wouldn't want to deal with anything else because now it's like, oh man, in my wildest dreams, I wanted to be a fucking dinosaur or I wanted to be like a unicorn or something. I don't even have to be human anymore. You know, and then we got into the talk where like, you're not going to want to work anymore because you're in this perfect reality. And then we were talking about like, maybe you'd be like serviced out like as an NPC in somebody's world or something. They're like, oh yeah, you can... Yeah, come into my world. I'll have an open lobby. You come in and I'll give you so many like credits or whatever the hell we're working with with money now. Like that sort of deal. It, it seems like that's what will happen. Like what the way it's going. Because like you said with this whole the metaverse thing for Facebook, like that's just the very beginning. It of, is the beginning. And it's like that's like that's huge though. I mean, it's it'll be very like primitive at first. Like, you know, like a kind of just like a game, but as the technology develops, it's going to become so real. Like, if they can develop it that it's indistinguishable from, like, reality, that's just... It's going to be like the Matrix. Everybody's going to be just sitting in a pod 90% of the time. Did you hear... I think it was Elon Musk said that the probability that is if we can create a Matrix, we're already in one. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, we're... It's so much more chance that we're not base reality at that point. Yeah, that, I've heard him say that, which is crazy. And it makes sense, though. It I, does make sense. Yeah. It's <laughs> but do you think that metaverse is an artificial way from, like, what, like, what you're saying, how, like, all, we're, we're all one in consciousness? Do you think that's just an artificial way to take away from our actual reality? I don't know, because there's some people that swear against AI and stuff mm -hmm. like that. That Like, I, I don't know. I feel like the way, the way it's going, I just don't see a good outcome like if we're using ai i wish it was for like good things like we're, we're cleaning up the oceans more efficiently or we're like we're we're using it to go off planet to do things and it's just they're doing it for things that are like nefarious like alexa alexa's so what they did for and i think what's alexa's amazon's deal so what that does is it like it records voice patterns all the time it like recognizes your voice which that should frighten some people that that thing knows your voice now because it's already got you recorded somehow and now it's it might feed it into something what if it made like a bomb threat call to a building under your voice you know what i mean like because that's how it's that's how it's going to me it's like i wish it was going in good directions but every time i see an ai company or something i feel like they're going down dark paths that could take advantage of us and not progress us i really do want progression because i feel like that might be another way for us to ascend. Maybe it is to form with the AI somehow. 
Well, I mean, it's always darkest until the dawn, and right. it, it, it seems like we're we're not at the darkest part of the night yet. You know, we still have some darkness to explore before we can get to the dawn. Well, but that makes sense. I'm confident that the dawn is coming. Maybe not in our lifetime, but I think the dawn is coming. What do you think, Joey? I I agree with that. I think uh, it's. I think maybe people, humanity just goes through maybe kind of like cycles. I don't know. So maybe you know. We're gonna have to make more mistakes before we maybe we'll kill ourselves off to a small population and have to restart again. Who knows? We might be too deep down this narrative, you know. Um, but I think it's all about consciousness as far as like technology. It's only the technology is only gonna do what we make it do. You know, the technology right. is fantastic. It's just the people are. You know, some people are corrupt. The people that are in control of the direction that a lot of this stuff is moving. So if, as a collective, we you know raise our consciousness, become more aware, and like attach ourselves a little more to that oneness you talk about, like start recognizing you know that aspect of reality, then you know things can start to change, and then we can do incredible things with technology. I mean, we don't have to be running the world on like oil anymore. Like we don't we have don't. to do that at all. But the thing is, we're not conscious enough to see that we could get rid of that and still live a better way. Right. It's just like too much instant gratification for the people that are already uh, like working well with this current system. They don't have any motivation to change it at all. So let's just keep going until uh, until like something, the, the it gets darker, as you said, and then yeah. something will have to change. It's like maybe revolution, maybe uh, a clat- uh, cataclysm or who knows. We usually don't change unless we're pushed to, in, at least in dramatic ways. Mm-hmm. You know, dramatic change really usually only happens when you're in a dire situation, it seems. Do you think it's for better or for worse when we were talking about it last week? It, it feels like for worse, because like, you do say some of the AI is scary. Like That does seem very scary, Like that it's tracking So we were also everything. talking about how it can just auto-generate picture-perfect faces now. Like well, you yeah, might be I've able to those, discern a picture between a real person and an AI-generated person. And we were talking about it. It's like, so then you could, somebody could hack your brain. Like I was talking about you guys earlier. You murder somebody because it's projecting that that's not the person you think it is. And they're attacking you. And then all of a sudden, like, now it's going to be real because they're going to they're gonna somehow be able to download it into, into your thoughts. Like, that's your memory now because they were able to alter it. I feel like once you get into that, you get into like the, the habits of like hacking and all that other stuff. That's definitely yeah. part of the darkness, but to me, it's if, if AI has the potential or if it's even possible for it to become conscious as its own entity, its own uh, like self-reflective type of thing, uh, then it's not gonna dabble in worrying about pictures and replicating voices it, it, it's going to be it's going to be dealing with things that are on a, a way more important level and to me that means it's going to be void of greed it's going to be void of all the evilness that makes us human who we are and i mean i guess what i'm hoping is that it can be at a, a high at like such a high level of consciousness that it can help to guide us toward what we need to be guided toward yeah in my opinion the ai that we're dealing with isn't going to be I don't think that we are, we have the capability, the intelligence, the knowledge or anything to create, or it might not be possible even, but to create uh, an AI like that. I think the AI that we're dealing with is going to be 
not as like more programmed it, not not free yeah, thinking not divine at least like, yeah i don't think it would be like some divine thing that can foresee and that's the interesting thing because even if it was its foresight would be infinite so maybe it would see a better like it would know more than our relative concepts of good and bad mm-hmm. so exactly. like it could be good for the universe if earth got hit by an asteroid and killed every human being like in but that's what I mean. Our relative sense of good and bad isn't going to align with like a divine force. I don't think. Whereas, uh, I think the AI that we're developing is going to be more. It's based off of our line of thinking in today's culture and our limited knowledge and things like that. So I think, if it continues along the path it's taken already, it's probably gonna turn into some type of like dystopian like weird thing. Like kind of more along the negative lines of things but it could be something great um but to me it feels like it's going into like a weird area yeah Yeah. it it brings you back almost to the consciousness aspect of it like if we're still dabbling with the programming part of it and it's still doing what we want it to do in like a very human way then yeah i think that's going to be the darkness but it almost it brings you back to like a psychedelic experience say like if you think that a psychedelic experience is you breaking through levels of consciousness and you're talking about a higher level of consciousness, like any type of being can can inhabit or interact with, then it seems to me that at the highest levels of altering your consciousness via psychedelics or meditation, you get the lessons of love, of healing the planet and things like that, that what we need to do is, you know, use our tools via love and compassion to, you know, direct our species in a way where we're more symbiotic with nature we understand the universe in a, in a profound way. So it seems to me that if AI is capable of achieving levels of consciousness that are higher than ours, then it would only make sense that they would sort of inhibit closer to those types of values than they would the greediness and the human values that make us violent, that we, that really have come from our primitive roots. It, you know, it, could come, it comes from the primate in Do you think we need to evolve that completely out of our DNA like greed and stuff in order to achieve the next the next step up? Probably in 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 some words, yeah. But I think it's a little more complicated than than that. Yeah, there's obviously gonna be. We can't conceive of that level of of complexity. But I yeah, I think essentially like the beginnings of that would be to sort of evolve away from our our need for control our need to control because like we are we're so tribal if you look at the world i mean we have yep. literal lines on the map <laughs> you know we are so <laughs> tribal and if you believe in something i don't believe in i hate you for you're it. not and part of the like, tribe those are such primitive and low vibrational and unevolved types of values and if a value system can transcend space and time then i think it would have to be void of all that bullshit the only thing that's that like like I get scared and worried a lot about things like when I start really really thinking and boiling down to it it's like I feel like not only do people not know about what we're talking about it's like they cannot be bothered with it you know what I mean or it's the same thing we we're talking about like some people just cannot be wrong they just they cannot accept that they could possibly be mistaking something and we we need those people though you know because those people are the ones that give context to to people like us you know the the good and the dichotomy of good and evil is always going to one's going to rise with the other you know and as consciousness rises you know there's going to be you know probably an equal and opposite uh you know uh push against it but 
it does stink when you try to like voice your opinions of like I've had it happen at least a couple times where I've said something like just off the cuff about like one of my random theories and they look at you like you've grown another head. They look at you like you're a fucking psychopath and you're just missing your your restraints, you know what I mean? Like And the difference between you and them is that you would never make them feel that I way wouldn't for expressing I idea. wouldn't and that's what makes them quote unquote wrong or, or like in the wrong direction you know when you're chastising a person for like presenting a, a side of something or an idea that doesn't connect with them in a certain way or doesn't validate their own viewpoint and they make you feel like shit for it that's a good indication that like they should reevaluate their right. mental processes but the only problem is they i feel like they don't want to reflect you're they right. don't want to do that they're like nope nope i'm stuck with this like i'm not even gonna bother looking at the other side it's hard to reflect, you know. It, it's hard to voluntarily explode your own reality and and you know and adopt a new paradigm. And you know, I, I understand that. It was hard for me. You know, I was a piece of shit, and I was an atheist completely. Like I was just like, I was a very different person before. You know, and it, it's again, it, it took it took a big experience to, to change me. Just like with, with most people and most things, it takes it takes a big punch in the face, so to speak, to initiate change well what drove you to then doing uh mushrooms and dmt then since you say before you you weren't really into that and you were stricter like what actually drove you into taking mushrooms well it was there was a few things um number one in like 2015 or something i'm not sure if you remember this joe but we sat down on your bed one night and we were just hanging out chilling and on i think it was on your phone we watched the the documentary DMT, The Spirit Molecule, which was uh, based off of Rick Strassman's work. And that, along with, before that, I was doing some research on like Terrence McKenna and things like that. And I heard them talking about, because I, I was looking at the world, it was during like the time of like, you know, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Sanders. And like, you see like this, this shit happening in the world, this toxicity all over the place. And I was wondering like, there's gotta be another way to, to think and to do things. So I started exploring these alternative modes of thought and which led me to Terrence McKenna and to us to that documentary. And I just, you know, something, something deep inside me like knew that I needed to explore this, this path and psychedelics seemed to be like the way to do it. And after that first, you know, the, the first like mystical type, like explosive, you know, insane psychedelic trip, it just, it, it blew the doors off of my perception, you know, to use an Aldous Huxley reference, but that's what did it. You know? Trying to get out of, like you were saying before, that tribal mentality, like everything was just too stressful, and like that's mm -hmm. what drove you to that. Yeah, it's that tunnel vision when you think that reality is only what you see from your eyes and only what you're being told, and we're, we're grown and we're, we're bred to not question certain things, yeah. you know, to not question a certain depth of information. So that's crazy because that's what one of your episodes was talking about, like, Everybody's been told to think one way, so like you can't mend that. Like, but if you all started collectively saying, like, I can move this mountain, you can move the mountain. Like, it's just about like the perception, everybody perceiving it. Like, you are right, we are told a certain way. Even in school, like, you're only taught certain things in school, you're never taught like other branches of certain things, or like they only cover like not even like a, a section of our history. They only cover like little itty bitty sections, like how the USA was started and stuff, which is all great and fine. But like the world is more than that. Yeah, <laughs> It's more than just like how this place was founded, you know? And I was, 
I was talking to somebody about the whole moon thing, and I was like, well, what were you told in school about the moon? Honestly. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember anything you were told in school about the moon? Not really. No, and honestly, it's bullshit. And science changes all the time. It's like, we're still stuck in these same pathways, and it's like, why won't they let us have, like, some sort of open school where you are taught basic things like reading, writing, math, and you can you continue on those paths, but then, like, if you want to learn certain other things, like, before college, because I think college is a cop-out just to get money for for these industries or whatever, but, like, I wish it was, like, open sourcing, and then you found what you loved earlier on in life instead of you have to play a guessing game throughout the whole thing. And yeah. it's all because you were taught a certain way, like, you have to go to school, you have to get good grades, you have to go to college, you have to get a good job. It's like... Yeah, we were indoctrinated like literally indoctrinated into a specific mode of thinking and like in school like you're taught you know what to think not how to think yep. and like so i think the biggest tragedy of school is like they should teach kids epistemology which is just how do you know anything it's like the knowledge of knowledge like so mm -hmm. that that teaches you how to think so people don't it's a whole it's all about appeal to authority, really. Yep. So, like, we think the way to know something is by getting it from an authority figure. Like, if science says something is true, for instance, this is a weird example, but since science says the Earth is round, it is round, and we're going to laugh at anybody who thinks different, even though all the people, like, as all of us here, we don't actually know that. We never mm -hmm. independently verified it for ourselves. We just took it as truth from an authority figure, from what we learned in school, from what the group thinks and what's acceptable, but we don't actually know it. And then it, when, like you said, if you start to push a, a different theory and think for yourself and just, I'm not saying I'm a flat earther, by the way, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're saying, but, but, but the point is like you start thinking for yourself and saying different things and people look at you like you're crazy because you're not you know, doing what you were trained to do. Not the norm. Just, yeah, just think like the group and believe what you're told. And you're making them uncomfortable in a culture and a society that needs to be within luxury and in comfort. We are so scared of discomfort, of, you know, swaying away from the norm in this culture that we can't handle, most people, they can't handle that type of thing, which is, again, like I said, sometimes it, like you need something big to come and change you. Mm-hmm. So back to the UFO thing, I also think that might be why governments and stuff don't give you full disclosure. It's because it would shatter so many people's beliefs and paradigms on things like it would be almost like when the, if an EMP would hit and everything would go out. Like so many people would be like, oh, my God, this is not anything what I was told before. And now it's all different. Like you've basically pulled the rug out from underneath me and now I have to start from scratch again. Yep, yeah, exactly. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think at some point, the disclosure is going to get to a point where like it's or either that or they're, they're just going to ease it out and ease it out so over so long that we're dead before anything real happens. Yeah, I mean, I understand if that would be the method. I, I mean, it. like yeah. they want a, sl a slow burn instead of an explosion, because like like you said, if, if they just and not to know that they even know it all, but say they knew it all and they dropped all of it on us in one day, people would lose their shit. I mean, people wouldn't believe it. People that did believe it would have to question everything. And the thing is, people don't want their beliefs challenged. Like, the thing people fear most is the unknown. Like, that is where fear comes from, yep. what is unknown. They, 
you feel comfortable with what is common. Like you want, if, if you're like thinking, if you're the government or whoever's in charge of this mess, they're, they want everybody to think they're, they're comfortable, like a false sense of security. So to throw a monkey wrench in there and tell everybody that they've been taught just a, a narrative that isn't actually truth, you know, it doesn't benefit them to just make everybody, you know, suddenly know something that they don't want to believe or something that scares them, you know, cause a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah, somebody like said like, oh, by the way, you don't even have to stay on this rock. Like we've already found ways to get to other civilization civilizations that we've set up on different rocks other places like you know how many people would probably be pissed yes so <laughs> and it's probably way weirder than that that it probably is yeah. or they're like oh by the way we don't know how to perfect it but we can definitely rip through another dimension and we can at least peek through it either yeah. that or no one would give a shit and they would go right back to the right back to the cell like you know? right back down to the cell phones like well that's nice but yep. like the bat like the bachelor's on yep <laughs> like i just that's another like with the whole technology thing like people can't pick their faces up out of their phones yeah that's the darkness of it, man. And you know? Yeah, but and talk about, you know, looking up to see stuff. Like, Nobody no, does it. Everybody, I walk around, I look up a lot when I'm walking, and, like, everybody is looking down at their phone. Yeah. So you're not going to ever see anything if you're just looking at your phone all the time. The next time you have a party, just try to keep it in the back of your head, like, how many people are on their cell phones right this instant. And you look up, and it's going to be over half of the percentage. And it's not just the younger people, it's the older people. And, like... I have that problem too, but I started to delete all of my social media accounts because it was like nothing good was coming out of them. Yes, it was nice to see what everybody was doing, but like, do you ever have the instance where you open up Facebook and you're scrolling, you're like, okay, well, there's nothing else on here. You close it and like not even a minute goes by and you're right back into it and you're like, this is the same shit. This is the same shit I've already seen, but I'm still fucking regurgitating the same thing that I just keep doing. Absolutely. You, I was gonna say you say that at a party. Since I had a little picnic at my house today, I did actually did fall into that sitting there after I went in the pool, just sitting there, and yeah, probably about half was on their phone, including the kids. It just worries me because it's like people just can't be bothered with anything but what their little screens are telling them. You know what I mean? It's like they can't live in the moment. They can't be in the moment. They have to be living in their device almost. That's another thing that scares me. Like pushing towards that, like. Look how people already are with that sort of thing. Like, how many car accidents happen a year where it was because somebody was dicking around on their phone? Oh my god, it's gotta be so many. I don't know the statistic offhand. I have to Google that. But like, it's an, and it's it's so much more than that. So like, when kids watch, like for for instance, like I stopped again. I stopped giving my kids cell phones because they would just start watching crap. Like, yeah. there's something called like. One, two, three, go, and you'd think like, oh, one, two, three, go, that must be a learning channel. No, it's like stupid, like adults in their like 20s wearing skimpy shit and, and just doing the dumbest things. It's like, why is this even a thing? Like now my kids like getting stuck in this hole where they're not going to, they're not going to want to stop watching this and it's garbage. It's pure garbage. I'm sure what we watched as kids to our parents was garbage too. But like it, it's not like the dumb shit. I feel like comedy's dying. Yeah. I feel like all these other things are dying because it's like what they perceive as comedy now isn't funny to us. Like it's like, and they probably the same thing. Like the the last generation probably thought what we thought was funny is like these people, are, these kids are pretty dumb. It almost brings me back to the conversation we had before we started recording, where it's like 
when monkeys evolved into like the first version of like the human type hominid, like they probably were like thinking, this is not the way I want to go. I don't want to do this. This is weird. This is too much. So is that like saying the same thing about us? Like, are we just looking at the younger generation and saying like, I don't want our civilization to be doing this. This is weird, but we don't understand it. So it's scary to us, you know? What worries me is like I said, the, 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 like the EMP or like an, uh, was an EMC like an, a mass uh, corona ejection from the sun? It would not. It would knock out anything. Honest to God, like how good do you think you guys would be if there was no more electricity? And that's the concern because I'd be fucked. Yeah, it'd be it'd be you, rough. You'd, you'd have to. Everything would devolve into like people would be stealing from each other, violence. It would be be horrible. I mean, there's not enough. We're so reliant. This is the scary part too. Like we're so reliant on our technology and our government. Like. We are so helpless on our own because we were brought into this system. We're like a part of it now. So like if a part of it dies, we're going with it basically. It's we're so it's crazy when you really think about the false sense of security that we're like this false security blanket we're cuddling every day. Like things could go bad very quickly and we Dude, it's it's based off of our need to have luxuries. Like if you make people give up even the smallest of luxuries, they will go ballistic. They'll cry. Yes. And They'll cry the and moan and complain and act like children. That's why don't act that's like why kids. people not getting their ways and Karen's now getting because they're not getting their ways. Did you see that Doctor Phil out. episode of the lady that the, the girl that went on Doctor Phil to like outs her mom for not paying her a certain amount of money because they live together? She's like, oh, I'm owed this. I've lived a certain way, and my mom's given yeah. me this money, and I'm owed it. And he's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So it's like, so some people are just like, they're, like you said, they're so dependent that they wouldn't even begin to think about survival. And like I said, there's a study where it's like, after two to three days of no food, people start losing it. Mm-hmm. Like, they start going off the hinges for things. Yeah, they, and they say, like... And, Today, like in present day, in America, even like a, a poor person, like lower class person, lived better than a king did like 1,500 years ago. Like even the lowest people are living like kings relative to the past, like yeah. literal kings. And it's amazing how the relativity of it doesn't, it doesn't matter because you're here now and now you feel bad because, you know, even though you would be a king basically by the same living standard. That's confirmation bias. You yeah. Know? I think Rogan always says this, and I, I, I love this quote. He, he says, the worst thing you ever experienced is the worst thing you ever experienced, you know? So that's your gauge. You, you know, you have a certain gauge of things you've been through, and that's like your very top of good and very bottom of bad. And, and we're so engulfed in this, like, culture of luxury that we don't have you know, situations where we have to, like, survive in a, you know, a dire situation where, like, my community is depending on me. This mm-hmm. is the same thing, like, we, like I was saying earlier about, like, the villages and the indigenous cultures that have these, these communities that are so interlaced and they would, they would fall apart without each other. We don't have that. We don't have that sense of purpose and that sense of necessity. I don't feel like if I quit my job or if I got fired, the world would, or, like, my community would be in peril. You know, I'd just go get another stupid job. So. Right somewhere else now do you think that like evolution like we might branch off into different like if if we keep producing people that just keep looking at cell phones but then you have the people like the amish that don't have any of that stuff like do you think that evolution might branch off into into humanity somehow like two different subsets of humanity it already has i mean you look at the amazon you know places in the amazon like they are as primitive as we were 
you know, thousands of years ago, they're still doing the same thing. I mean, not completely like they have normal shirts and they have jobs and things like that, but they're still living in that same way. So I do think we, we actually, right now, we have that on the planet. So planet we're already space. splitting off on, an, on evolutionary paths, like I mean, two separate ones. I do feel like the species itself is going to evolve together in a way, but it seems like there's a possibility that the technologically inclined civilizations might have to uh, merge themselves in some way, shape, or form, maybe in terms of wisdom or connection to nature to the indigenous cultures, because we're missing that part. Like we have, like I think you were saying it, like we have, uh, our technology is moving too fast. We don't have the wisdom to keep up with it. So if we can adopt some of that wisdom, it can inform our technological advancement and hopefully lead to a, like a you know higher evolution of our species. So there'd be like humanity and like hyper humanity. I think it'll just be humanity because it happens over such a slow period of time that uh, we'll probably evolve together, like most species do. You know. Do you think the indigenous like tribes would die off nope. after a little while, or they just somehow like would seed? They're the into the rest of us. They're the strongest civilizations we have. Yeah, they'd probably they probably survived it all. They they've survived the, all the global cataclysms that yeah. destroy our buildings and our pathetic little metal atom smashers. You know what I mean? These people are surviving. We go. We're gonna have to go to them. I'm telling you, they have the wisdom that we need. Well, do you think, since you're saying it splits, do you think once we actually make, like, a metaverse, do you think it'll eventually then become, like, in a sense, a war where it's like, all right, everyone has to move to the meta, like, this universe now, like... It's like the war you, in you, uh, the Matrix, basically? Yeah, like, okay. or do you think that's going to be, do you think that would be the split where it's going to be like, all right, you have to go to I, the metaverse or you're going to... I don't know. I really don't, I can't even really, like, fathom that, in my opinion. Like, it's... I, I think there's going to be, like we said, I think there's going to be a lot of fixing before they get it right. Like, I think that oh well yeah it's going to be wrought with problems to start out with. Like, you still, like I said, you have the problem with hacking. Like, you're going to have to have some sort of, like, firewall inside of your own consciousness to keep, like, hacking out. And you're going to, I don't know, it's just so much. So it's not only that, it's like, if you look at what's happening with, like, prosthetics right now, like, prosthetics are crazier than they've ever fucking been in their entire lives because now they're producing prosthetics where you can feel sensation on the end of it because they've got these like little these little tubes that they wrap around your your different like muscle fibers and it's able to like interlink within the electrical work that they put into it so you're able to have better function with that prosthetic and now you can feel again like to me that's crazy that is crazy. Yeah. Did, did you actually see them or just read about them? Some no, no, no. I saw... They, there's a couple of YouTube videos oh, okay. that you can actually... Like, YouTube's, like, crazy when it comes to, like, prosthetics and bionics and stuff like that right now. Like, we were talking about, like... So, eventually... So, what they want to do right now is make a lens to put on your eyes and you're just going to have a hood in your eyes. The only problem they're having is it's overheating mm. on your eyes. So, what they'd have to do is make, like, a liquid cooling film around it so in order to like liquid cool it and have it in your eyes and i was talking about like eventually they're gonna be like we don't even want to fucking do that anymore like they're just gonna want to pluck your eye out and then put a bionic eye into you because it would be so much easier than that that's true you know what i mean because now they're they're developing the things that to attach to your the fibers you know your your really intricate like neuro works in there 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably easier that way. Just take the damn eye, give me the robot shit. <laughs> Great. Well, with those prosthetics, are they like actually touching like meat and nerves and bone, or is it just over like how how amputees the, then have like nubs with skin? Is it just like attaching over that and feeling the one all the nerves? The one that they were depicting of that they have right now, it's like a, a like a like a really small band that just like fits over your nerves, and somehow it's able to like. Oh, so it feels it feels before the amputee. Or yeah, like because it's so it's all okay. con- so it's all connected. So it would be on your tissue through the prosthetics, and that's also interlinking to like all your your nervous systems and everything. So it's literally like firing up into your brain. So you're not even using a controller; you're using your brain to to do all this. Yeah, like you don't need a you don't need a computer to be doing it. It's just all through your brain, your computer. Okay. Oh yeah. So then it's linked to the prosthetic. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So then it is touching all the nerves, and then okay, that makes sense. Have you guys seen like anything about like that sort of stuff? Uh, not like super recently. I have seen some stuff like, but yeah, I know it's getting absolutely insane. Especially like the hands. That's so intricate that they can do that. I don't know. Yeah, it's getting wild though. The hands and feet are some of the craziest things they did. So another problem that they said that they would be happening is everybody's gonna want to have superhuman powers because. You're not just a human anymore. Like you are superhuman with that bionic eye. You'd be able to see from miles away, and I feel like that's why Elon has the chips because your brain can't perceive that. Like you need to have the bionic in order to perceive it. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to have those chips inside of you as well to help you process what you're what you're doing. Yeah, and then there's uh, there's CRISPR too. Right? I was just gonna say so, that. Yeah, I mean maybe they won't like we'll get past the point where we have to implant something into like babies' brains or something at birth. Maybe we can just like make designer babies and we can have like, the, this one's going to be a great CRISPR's crazy. I've, I've been looking into it. Yeah. Like that could be the evolutionary split. Yes. Like the yeah. have and the have nots. Like there yeah. could be a small subdivision of humanity that genetically engineers like a new human being and keeps pushing that out. And then clearly, I mean, maybe in the future, who knows, but it seems like it's going to be like a have or have not. Like not everybody is going to be able to CRISPR their child or make their kid into like a nine foot tall person but so you think it'll be reserved for the probably really expensive at the very least i mean and especially i mean who knows they might be doing that stuff with humans already in like behind closed doors you got to imagine that it's pretty likely that they might be doing that oh yeah stuff. Oh. Even, I, I feel like yeah. they are because when was it when they cloned with the first dolly sh- yeah was it the first sheet they cloned? Yeah, dolly. and they just stopped it apparently like why would you stop that research like they didn't. No. They just tell, that's they that's just, where oh. it comes back to the government, where they're they're only gonna let you know what they want to let yeah, you know. Like, and some people are like, "Oh, you could never keep a secret that big." There's no way. It's like when it's so compartmentalized with everything. Yes, the fuck you can. And you don't think these people are under fucking lock and key? There's not some like, if they have the means to do this, they have a means to track you at all times. It's yeah. like. Whatever you think you're thinking about, like, they've already done it ten times better than whatever you're, you are trying to think about, like... Well, even think about it with Bob Lazar and his testimonies, how he said everything was just so different, like, he didn't even get to talk to anybody, and he only saw the spacecraft, like, like, actually in when he worked there, like, two or three times, and he didn't even get to talk to anyone else besides that one other dude and guards, so, if that's even that, like, sectionalized and just... With everything else, why couldn't they do that in other aspects? Well, I did that with the so I did that with the NFL, where I'm like, I think the NFL is rigged. I think it's rigged. There's like there's so much money involved with it. It's not just like 
like the the normal person like there's big money big money bets that go into it and I think it's fixed. Maybe not everybody gets to know about it. Like maybe it's only certain head coaches, certain players, certain refs get to know about it and they're like, "Oh, you're doing too well now. Like biff this throw or like let this guy tackle you or something like that." And it's like, "They could never do that. They could never do that. They have microphones in their fucking headsets. Like what are you talking about? They have a headset on." And every week prior to that, they are studying other plays. So it's like a dance. It's like a choreographer dance. So you know what? You know how easy it would be to have somebody on the side that's like make a bad call, make a bad call on this, even though plain as day it was it was according to to the dance. It was according to the play. Because there's things like that that happen all the time. The recent Super Bowl, which was a really a really stark reminder for me that it could be fake. No penalties until the very very end of the game when there were clearly penalized things that could have happened. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of shady stuff that goes on with with sports for sure, but like also when uh, when people say like that the government or a secret can't be kept, and it's like, all right, well then why don't we all know the nuclear codes? <laughs> why don't we all know the nuclear codes? Right? It's like, dude, they can keep so many secrets, and like we will never know. We just look into our history, look into the past of this country. Like there are, there have been so yeah. many countless secrets that have been kept from us. So I don't, yeah. I don't buy that either. It's and it just, just goes right back to the school thing, where it's like that's what they want you to know, and it's like that's why, like, that's why Nicole, like, when she got like shot down for, for that, it's like, don't, don't listen to that because you and I live in the what ifs and the could bees. These people have a set reality that you're not going... It doesn't matter what you say or, like, what to look into or stuff. They're already set in their reality, and whatever you say is not going to deter them from it. And they also think that if you do bring up a novel idea, that you are dying on that hill. Not that you were just opening your yeah, mind. Yeah, I'm open to d- yes. <laughs> discussion about it. I'm just saying it is a it could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather live in the realm where if it was... A real thing, like at least I had an inkling of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Or just curiosity in general. Like, just open your mind to be able to like understand that there's more possibilities than you can fathom in your little brain. You know, like I don't think I know shit. Well, that, know yeah, that's the thing. Shown that like there are so much thing. There's so much out there that I cannot comprehend. That I have no clue about. You know, mm. I don't even. I didn't even take calculus, man. Like I don't know shit. Me either, buddy. Me either. I just. I don't know, I just think basic math is really all you need anymore unless you're going down a path of like a mathematician or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I do wish I understood high level math so I could understand physics more at a yes. high level. But that's the only regret that I have. Right. You could still learn math. That's true, but math's tough. <laughs> I gotta go to work and stuff. <laughs> I can't learn trigonometry. No, you, I don't have to start, you don't have to start with trig. No, you're right. Um, right. Do you know a lot of math? Are you good I math? do not know math. I should know math since I run presses and uh, punches all the time, but no, I really should actually learn more I think math. we all should I, have a pretty, you know, uh, well, we don't. See, like, that's the, then it comes back with school. It's, like, what actually drives you to learn certain things. Because, like, obviously everyone doesn't think the same, but then, like, with schools, you're only taught certain yeah. things, and it's like, oh, well, you have to pick what you're interested in. It's like, even with college, you have to pick your majors. Like, well, why not can I just take a bunch of, like, easy, like, like kind of intro classes or even, like, a big discussion? Like, why yeah. do I have to pick a major minor and then why do I have to learn? Why do I have to learn U.S. History 1 when I want to learn about, like, Aztecs back in the day? Like, 
I don't want to learn about this right now. And if I do want to learn about it, I'm glad that it's available for me. But like, that's the same thing. Like if you, if you could just go to school and they're like, we're going to mold you into the perfect, what you want to be as long as it's like reasonable. Yeah. I, I think the biggest problem with that is because like even to do that, they have to first teach you how to think, so you even know. Like that's true. Would, that's because like they don't even teach you how to think. They just teach you what to think, and then you're supposed to know. And half the time, people don't know. They, you know. My my thing with school, it's a lot of repetitive. They don't want you to learn. They just want you to repeat and yeah. memorize. That's all a test is. It's just mm-hmm. mem- memorizing things. And then yeah, like so you're not gauging my intelligence. You're gauging on my mem- ability to retain memory. like memory on things that I might not even be interested in. It's like they're just training you to be like an obedient factory worker in like the 1860s or something. It's such a primitive way uh, of teaching people. I'm trying to remember. It really is. The guy who I, I heard was talking about that, that nowadays we're basically living like in the 1950s and like 1940s because like then that's where like the, was that the industrial revolution? Like that's where that came from because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you do this, this. You go to school, get good grades, go to college, you get a job, then you move up in that job, you go back to school, you move up even farther. Yeah. It's we're still living that same way that we haven't truly advanced anyway, besides just sure. living not primitive, but like a basic It's true though. It's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah, because they don't have to like we, with all the technology and stuff, like I said before, with the oil, like all this stuff that we're doing out of like tradition or habit or whatever, it's like we don't have to be doing all this anymore. We got robots like and the same thing with the eight-hour workday. Like, like that's most people at their jobs. Like, can get their. I can get my job done in less than eight hours. Or like, but it's just like it's like a tradition. Like, we have so much technology, more tools to perform tasks far quicker, but we still work the same amount for like a same or lesser wage due to like inflation or whatever. But why yeah. don't Why don't you think the greater mass like ever thinks that that's wrong? Like, most people just think that is that because we're taught that like that has to be it because. When you're little, like, you don't want to think, like, that That didn't really cross my mind when I was, like, younger. Like, I'm going to work an eight-hour work shift. I'm going to have to pay bills. I'm going to have to do this, this, this. Like, do you guys think, like, this is what we were supposed to do? Like, this is what we were supposed to be? Or do you think, like, we got thrown in this direction for control? Seems that way. The latter, yeah. I yeah. think it's, like, we are definitely pushed in, like, a direction. I mean... That's what I think human beings in general are like, just like balls of clay. Like, that's why I often wonder. We're just a vehicle. The body's just a vehicle. Like, you can do, you can morph somebody into whatever you want them to. If, like, you have a baby, I wonder if they ever did, like, experiments like this. Like, have a baby and only, you know, allow it to see certain, you know, push it in a certain direction and have another one do the opposite. Like, how far can you shape a human being into, like, a completely different way of living than we live today? And I think done, you like, could uh, twin setting or uh, twin studies like that where they've taken two different twins I think right and, and separated like, them mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, they raised them in like different ways and they saw the similarities between yeah them like with twins that. they would end up doing the same stuff too yeah, but like I'm talking like drastically culture wise well, or even just keeping somebody in seclusion and letting them see what how they I mean they probably end up killing themselves or something but what you know what could you do with a human being it's yeah. then it comes down to like cruelty with like society it's like well yeah. that was kind of cruel like you literally killed someone in a sense like since they yeah. you basically drove them to kill themselves since that's it why was in yeah if you're like secluded yeah and then you kill yourself yeah that would be evil do you, do you <laughs> think sense. if we were more of a like a like a nomadic species like do you think this wouldn't be a problem like we'd just be 
trying to get to other places and learn different things. Like, why did the nomads move all the time? Were they just like, I don't want to settle here? Or they're like, I want to see as much as possible to this, whatever that whatever this is. I don't know. I think that partially that, but also maybe that's just like the way they are accustomed to survival. Cause I like think always that, on the move? Yeah, it's just like their method of surviving, probably. I mean, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that survival is like the, the biggest thing in all of this. Like, we're just trying to survive. Everybody is like, all their emotions are based on their survival, all their fears, everything. So, like, there's some some way that that has to be transcended for things to change dramatically, I think. Right. I do think it's all perfect, though. Like, it's all happening, you know? Like, it, mm. like you see it, too. Just, we have this confirmation bias, I think, that we, we have this desire to see it happen within our finite, like, lifespan because we define forever based off of, you know, birth till 80 years old or something that's literally our our conception of forever so i do think that i think everything's perfect i think it's all going according to the way it needs to you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just it just sort of feels that way do you believe that's like destiny then or do you think you can break off of that i would say that it's more like uh like this is like a terence mckenna uh hypothesis that there's it's less of being like we're being pushed from behind by something I think rather there's an attractor and we're being attracted to it. Okay. So what, you know, he would say like, you know, you can, you can just stand still and you're still, it's like you're on an escalator and you're like, you're still going to be going toward the thing as a species. You know? So like a moth to the flame, but in a good sense, not, not you're going towards the fire, you're going towards somewhat. And I think that with it, like with an attractor, as opposed to something motivating you, an attractor allows more nuance to the paths that we take to it. So you can you know, break the path. It allows free will. It allows free will, yeah. some, or at least some degree of free will. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Because if we didn't have free will, what, what's this all about then? What is all this thing. about? Like, like when I when I take this, did I choose to lift this bottle up and take a sip of it, or did I take was it a predetermined because I'm thirsty? You know, and what does that mean in terms of free will? Like, is my is my biology? really running my free will or am I really deciding that I want to pick this up and drink it you know so I think there's like degrees to which free will can be observed yeah definitely it's something it's like a almost paradoxical too but it's funny like if you see like a determinist like or somebody who thinks that like everything's predetermined there's no free will but and yet they still behave like they have free will so like at the core of it there's like they're big no there is no free will but you're behaving with free will. Like, that's what you're doing. You're not like, I'm just going to sit here because everything's going to happen. So, like, it, it, but you can look into it and then think, like, okay, if everything is happening at once, then I have, you know, it, it's very, very weird. But I would say it, that free will is, is uh, a thing because we all behave as if we have it. But, like, why yeah. does the question even have to be posed in a way where it's either one thing or the other? Like, we always look at things as, as if it's either black or white, it's either on or off. So it's either, like, we have free will or we don't. But... It's probably a more nuanced, like, mesh of the two things. Like, we have free will within a certain arena, but then there's, uh, like, biological and uh, evolutionary, uh, like, influences that can guide us as well. Well, It's a paradox. It's a paradox depending on how you look at it, too. But but it's always, like, it always seems to be a little bit of both of the thing. Mm -hmm. So it seems to be. It's crazy. I don't know. Just, like I said, it all just... To me, it just all intertwines, like, together. Like, the whole UFO thing, telepathy, 
consciousness. Like, I think we're more than just flesh and bone. I think we're way more than that. I think that we can transcend. I think people can do crazy, unfathomable things. I think love binds it all together. And I really, I, I do think that too. It and it's, help. it's hard to only have love, but like, once you push out all the negative things, like, things do seem better when you're just only thinking about positives. Like, it's almost like, like we said, like, you're shaping reality at that point. Like, honestly, I, I live by the code, like, if you think it, you can achieve it. But you can't just get it. You have to also work towards it. But as long as you have the strong mentality, like, I can do this, you're unstoppable. You're a freight train. And the love doesn't only necessarily apply to the good things either. It applies to the bad things. You know, you love the bad. You love it's it's all it's all. It's the yin and the yang. Just about to say that's the yin and the yang. Absolutely. Going like you were saying with phases and everything, just going in and out and good and bad. It's so hot in here. (laughs) It's so fucking hot. I think we're gonna wrap it up, but I do. I I just want to pick this up at some other point. Yeah. Yeah, Down the road. Yeah, I'd love to do it again.